Chapter fourteen of the Tale of Paddy Muskrat by Arthur Scott Bailey. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The New Policeman. Now that Paddy Muskrat was a policeman in a blue suit with brass buttons, he began to shout orders to everybody in the mill pond. He wore a belt around his waist, and inside it he stuck a club, which was nothing more or less than a cattail. Mr. Crow told him that it looked very much like the policeman's clubs he had seen, and even if it wasn't very stout, so long as it looked well, he ought to be satisfied with it. I'm afraid it wouldn't be of much use in a fight, Paddy Muskrat observed. Why, you don't expect to fight, I hope, Mr. Crow exclaimed. I see you don't know much about the way a policeman ought to behave. If there's fight anywhere, he's supposed to go somewhere else. Least I've always noticed that policemen do that way. Paddy Muskrat thanked him, but as a new policeman he became so disagreeable that soon there were a good many of his neighbors who began to think of fighting him. There was old Mr. Turtle, for instance. Paddy was forever waving his club at him and telling him to move on. When Mr. Frog and his friends tried to have a singing party of an evening, Paddy Muskrat was sure to come and order them to make less noise. It seemed as if a person couldn't do anything to please Paddy Muskrat, and everybody began to feel sorry that he had been chosen to guard the pond. As a guard, Paddy proved to be of little use. When Tommy Fox came nosing along the edge of the pond, or one of the great horned owl family hovered about the neighborhood, Paddy didn't give a warning slap on the water with his tail as he should have done. He claimed that no policeman ever gave a warning in that way, and he said that his neighbors ought to give him a policeman's whistle. At last, Paddy Muskrat abused the wrong person. Finding Fatty Coon fishing on the bank of the pond one day, Paddy waved his club at him and cried, Stop stealing our fish or I'll arrest you. It was only natural that Fatty Coon should be angry when he was spoken to like that. He pretended to be frightened, however, and Paddy Muskrat at once grew so bold that he stepped quite close to Fatty and ordered him to be off. Fatty Coon leaped at Paddy caught hold of Paddy's belt, and the policeman found himself a prisoner. Now, said Fatty Coon, now I'm going to make you eat yourself. You can begin with your tail, and you mustn't stop eating until you've swallowed every bit of yourself, brass buttons and all. Paddy Muskrat was terribly frightened. Let me go, he shouted, or I shall call for help. Do you want the other policeman to come? How would you like to fight fifty policemen? Fatty Coon only laughed at him. You're the only policeman in this pond, he said. Is that so? Paddy Muskrat cried. Do you see those clubs over there? He pointed over Fatty's shoulder. Fatty Coon couldn't help looking around. And there, not far behind him, he beheld, sticking up in the air, as many as a hundred policemen's clubs, exactly like the one Paddy Muskrat had in his hand. As Fatty gazed at the clubs, they seemed to wave at him. All at once, Fatty Coon was frightened. He let go of Paddy Muskrat's belt, and made for a tree as fast as he could run. Then Paddy threw away his own club and went home. He told his wife to cut the brass buttons off his blue suit, because he said he would not be a policeman any longer. He had had one bad fright being a policeman, and he didn't care to have another. As for Fatty Coon, he never went near the mill pond for almost a year. What he thought were policemen's clubs were only cattails waving in the breeze, but Fatty Coon didn't know that. End of chapter 14